The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome one and all, it's the Chris Salcedo Show, and I'm happy that you have turned, uh, turned, tuned into the program, and don't turn the dial. I want you to stay right here because we have... Not one, but two United States senators visiting the program today. And as a matter of fact, our first guest will be up here in mere moments after I tell you how to get in touch with the Chris Salcedo Show. By the way, for those of you tuning in for the flip around, and I haven't gotten much feedback from you guys, so I'm assuming you guys like the idea of the flip around. If if it's working for you, drop an email or a, a tweet my way. You can get email to the Chris Salcedo Show when you go to the Facebook page. Just go to The Chris Salcedo Show. And then you will uh, look for the tab right underneath the the show banner. It'll say email. You can drop me an email right there. You can go to chrissalcedo.com. You can drop me a note on Twitter at chrissalcedotx, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X. Or you just want to pick up the phone and dial. (laughs) I guess you could do it the old-fashioned way and say you like it or you don't. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. We'll get to the flip around after our first uh, first guest. Catching the show live, easy to do, theblaze.com slash radio. You can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio app. A lot of folks are going the app route to stay connected uh, in, in many applications, and it's one of the best ways to stay in touch with us here on the Blaze Radio Network. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher for on-demand listening. And also, head to theblaze.com and click on the channels section. That's theblaze.com. Click on the channel section, find the Chris Salcedo Show, and make sure that you follow there. Want to start off today's conversation with the senior senator from the great state of Texas, John Cornyn, the number two man in the United States Senate. Mr. Cornyn, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you. Uh, first off, let me start off on a very positive note. Uh, I think I speak for a lot of conservatives who say we 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 feel represented after the Republicans responded to. I think it's fair to say uh, years of of Democrat overreach and stabbing in the back and their activities in the Senate. When the Republicans finally said we're tired of taking this from the Democrats, they went nuclear. We got Judge Gorsuch, a highly qualified, great jurist on the uh, on the high court can you speak to that sir 
Yeah, Chris, um, this really was unprecedented, and you're right. We didn't have any any option but to uh, change the Senate rules. Actually, it restored the, the Senate practice before the George W. Bush administration. This whole idea of filibustering judges had been cooked up by Chuck Schumer and a bunch of liberal, uh, liberal law professors in the Northeast to, as a way to deny George W. Bush his judicial nominees. But it's a, it was a great day, and, and Judge Gorsuch will be outstanding. There's, a, there's about 120 federal judicial vacancies in the country right now. So President Bush, excuse me, President Trump, is going to have a tremendous opportunity to, to reshape the entire federal judiciary. So that is a very important consequence of this last election. Indeed. And you know what? Uh, The Democrats during the Obama era, when they went nuclear first, I might add, they were doing much the same in the lower courts to the detriment, in my view anyway, of the United States of America. Um, Let's uh, let's move on to some uh, some international issues, because we have so much to talk about with you in such a short period of time. Uh, Today, uh, President Xi, Xi Jinping of China has signaled that Uh, As an American strike group, a carrier group, heads towards North Korea right now, that they are willing to work with a White House uh, of President Trump to get a peaceful resolution on the on the Korean Peninsula. What a contrast between the last administration who wouldn't lift a finger uh, to oppose rogue regimes and bad actors around the globe to this to this president who is uh, taking very decisive action and all of a sudden the despots the dictators and the communists start falling in line absolutely i think the uh president trump's uh, cabinet uh, it really is is outstanding from general mattis to secretary tillerson who as you know is in moscow today uh, to uh, really stand up to the to the thugs the dictators the autocrats around the world who basically played the the obama administration and, you know, the world really wants and needs American leadership. Uh, that is, the, as Ronald Reagan taught all of us, that is a prerequisite to peace. It's strength. And uh, people didn't feel that, nor did they see American leadership under President Obama. So it's been a welcome transformation. Texas Senator John Cornyn with us right now on the Chris Alcedo Show. Let me pivot, if we can, to Syria. And there are some folks who are more libertarian-leaning. And, and the consequence of the last eight years, Senator, is that America has lost faith in our government, in our institutions. That's, in my view, again, a consequence of having probably the most left-wing extremist occupant in the Oval Office that we have ever seen. So I am getting email after email after email. Folks in, in this audience, uh, this Chris Salcedo Show audience across all of our platforms who are saying that they actually believe Bashar al-Assad and they, they believe uh, Vladimir Putin, that, that this was some sort of fabrication that the actual chemical weapons were used by the Assad regime. Can, have you seen intelligence briefings, and can you confirm that indeed the Syrian regime did drop chemical weapons on their own people? I have no doubt that uh, that Assad used chemical weapons, again, on his own people. And of course, you remember it was three years ago when President Obama drew the so-called red line, which he never enforced, and, you know, for people like Assad and people like Putin, people like the Iranian regime, that's really a provocation, an invitation for them to continue their, their ways. And so, yes, I'm absolutely confident that he did. And, you know, I think uh, people need to have their confidence restored in their government and their institutions. And I think the sorts of steps that uh, President Trump is taking will help get us there. Now, you guys are on uh, a Congress on, on Easter break. When you guys get back, it's going to be four days that you guys have to come up with 
and, and a, a lot of a lot of conservatives are gonna are gonna recoil at hearing this word, Senator, omnibus spending package. <laughs> I, I think I know what's happening here because this is a this is a holdover from the Obama the Obama era that's going to get us all the way through September. So I have two questions. Number one, will the omnibus bill address any reduction in spending at all, to your knowledge? And then will we have an actual budget for 2017-2018? Well, first, insofar as this uh, spending bill, the current con- continuing resolution expires April the 28th, and it will the new bill will be subject to the spending cap set under the 2011 Budget Control Act, which has basically kept, uh, kept discretionary spending relatively flat. The problem is, as we've been discussing, the world has gotten even more dangerous, and we need to start rebuilding our military. But I think what you'll see is this will be consistent with those spending caps established in 2011. Uh, there'll be some moving around, some money, hopefully get, the, get a plus up for the military. Um, but in terms of the budget, yeah, we, we have to pass another budget uh, for 2018. It's important to, in order to do tax reform that we get the tools we need, the procedural tools we need, which only come with passing a budget. So uh, we'll be doing that um, shortly after we get back. Yeah, and not to mention getting Obamacare taken care of, and then, of course, the, the, the rewriting of that onerous and punishing tax code that's, in my view anyway, unbefitting the American people. Uh, let's, uh, let's pivot, if we can, to a, a, funding, uh, a funding debate in, in whatever, whether it's omnibus, whether it's an actual budget. There, there is talk now that, there, that the Republicans may deny this president funding for the border wall. What do you know about that, and is it something that you support, or do you favor giving uh, President Trump funding for the border wall? I certainly support uh, whatever we need in order to secure the border, and I think it's some combination. I'm heading to Laredo and and McAllen uh, this afternoon, and in talking to Chief Padilla in the Rio Grande Valley sector, he said what we need is a combination of infrastructure, uh, that's fencing, walls, whatever. We need technology and we need personnel. Uh, I've been working with a number of my colleagues to come up with a comprehensive border security plan and working with the Department of Homeland Security is something I hope will get this overall plan in place so that we don't have to, when it comes up to funding, say, well, what, it, what exactly are we funding and uh, what's the overall strategy? So, yes, we're going to be addressing that as part of this, uh, part of this appropriation process and beyond. Yeah, your former colleague, uh, the Attorney General uh, Sessions, says that uh, a barrier system, a wall, is what he called a force multiplier. It, it aids uh, the mission of the Border Patrol, which has been a, which was abandoned the last eight years, uh, to actually stop illegal entry. Do you do you agree that uh, a wall, a barrier system, is a force multiplier? I do. In some places, although not every place, along our two thousand mile border with Mexico. There's some places where it really it's so remote, for example, the uh, Big Bend area where you have 3,500 cliffs where you really don't need a physical infrastructure, but you still need the uh, Border Patrol, the personnel, in order to police the area, and you need the technology, the ground sensors, the overhead, the radar, in order to detect people and then to deter them. We've already seen just the threat of greater enforcement uh, bring down uh, illegal immigration along the southwestern border. Yep, and of right. course, then there are broken, broken countries like Central America, where really are the main source of people coming up these days. But uh, one thing President Obama did right was to reverse the so-called wet foot, dry foot policy for Cubans, 
uh, coming across. And so a number of them have been returned back to their country as well. So we've got a lot to do, but we've got a president who has the political will to actually get it done. All right. Texas Senator John Cornyn. Folks, I want to let you know, too, that he is the first a Texas lawmaker to have his website also translated into Spanish. I was notified by his staff today. Texas Senator John Cornyn, the number two guy in the United States Senate, sir. Always a pleasure talking with you. Come back again soon. Thanks, Chris. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. We'll get your reaction to what uh, Mr. Cornyn actually said and some other news. And don't forget, folks, coming up later this uh, later in the show, top of next hour, Texas Senator Ted Cruz joins the Chris Salcedo Show. Be right back on The Blaze. Conservative talk. Sounds spicy. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. I was going to say this until after the flip around, but since since I heard the, the promo for Pat and Stu and Jeffy, they're having fun. We, we put together a little something, too, about the United Airlines debacle. It, it is just that. It is a public relations disaster of, of epic proportions. So we got to thinking that, you know, that this, this could be in more ways than one, a boon to other airlines because of the, of the way this was all handled. Now, the dirty little secret is, folks, is that you can get booted off of any flight, of any, of any plane, for whatever reason. However, I, don't, I think that other companies just tend to manage their, their flights a little better to where they're not constantly kicking people off of their planes to, to use their planes as taxi services for their employees. At least you don't hear that very much about uh, other airlines like like Southwest. But, you know, Southwest, you know, what what is their moniker? I think I think Southwest should, in, in the competitive spirit, take advantage of this massive debacle by United Airlines. Basically pointing out and I, I and don't don't think, folks, that there won't be some lawmaker looking to score some points if this continues to be an unmitigated disaster as it is, to, to basically demand that every airline in big, bold letters say, we reserve the right to kick you off your flight anytime. <laughs> they don't advertise that. It's all in the fine print right now. But I, I think that we need to be reminded these, these are private companies, and especially United, they could, they could just boot you off. If, if they need your seat, they're going to boot you off. And my understanding is that there's a limit to what they can offer you as far as compensation. I'm not sure why that is. If it's a law or a regulation or what have you. Anyway, how could this, 
how could this be of benefit to, say, Southwest Airlines? Well, you know Southwest has that ad campaign of theirs. And, and this is just a suggestion from the Salcedo Show to Southwest Airlines. Maybe your next, your next commercial sounds something like this. All good relationships are built on trust. We know that, and we know that we have to earn yours every day on every flight. We're not going to put a law enforcement official to take them off. A law enforcement official will never come on one of your planes again. To remove a booked, paid, seating seating passenger, we can't do that. Want to get away? Now you can with Southwest fares as low as $59 one way. Yes to low fares with nothing to hide. That's transparency. (laughs) So the United CEO wants to get away. He needs, he better fly Southwest because his butt will be kicked off and dragged off his own airline. <laughs> it, it, it deserves mockery. It really does. It, this, this has gotten so out of control. And how many bites at the apple has this CEO <laughs> been given to make things right? First, he starts tarring and feathering the, the passenger. And then, then after he does that, then the photos of this guy getting roughed up, his mouth all bloody starts coming out. Oh, yeah, great timing. Finally, he gets around to, what, day three, day four, and he's, oh, I'm really sorry about this. This should never happen. Never happen again. That should have been your lead, buddy. <laughs> that should have been your lead. And, oh, yeah, an email came out. A leaked email of this CEO backing up his employees saying, hey, we stand behind you 100%. <laughs> we stand behind what you did. One hundred percent. You know what? Ellie, how much time before we go to break here? About what? Two minutes? Three minutes? What do we got? About three. Okay. I'm not going to be able to do a credible flip around uh, in the time allotted. So let me just give you an observation as I was waiting to come back from break. uh, And then we'll do the flip around after the bottom of the hour swing here. I was watching CNN the leader of the basket of bias and CNN. We have an exclusive report that Donald Trump was wrong about Barack Obama administration surveilling him. That Nunez was wrong and Trump was wrong. This is CNN, right? A leader of the basket of bias. Well, you look over at Fox (laughs) FBI obtained Secret court order to surveil Carter Page, a Trump Trump advisor. You know where they got that from? The Washington Post. So while CNN is jumping out there and saying, it's it's all a fabrication, top secret uh, documents say that Nunez was wrong and Trump was wrong because we hate Nunez and we hate Trump and we think that Trump colluded with Russia. And all of a sudden you got Fox. You've got even even the left wing Washington Post, which is you know kind of like the stop watch, stop the watch. It's right twice a day. <laughs> the headline: FBI obtained FISA warrant to monitor Trump advisor Carter Page. <laughs> hey CNN, hello. <laughs> they, they they are a joke. 
over at CNN. Um, their bias clouds everything they do. Their bias taints their news coverage. CNN is tainted news coverage because it's not news coverage. It's biased, left-wing, anti-Trump, anti-Republican coverage. Dependable, anti-Trump, anti-Republican coverage. From the Washington Post article, the FBI obtained a secret court or secret court order last summer to monitor communications of an advisor to President presidential candidate Donald Trump, part of an investigation into possible links between Russia and the campaign. Law enforcement and other U.S. officials said the FBI and Justice Department obtained the warrant targeting Carter Page's communications after convincing a foreign intelligence surveillance court judge that there was probable cause to believe that Page was acting as an agent of a foreign power, in this case, Russia. Of course, it was all fabricated. It was all President Obama and Susan Rice lying to the FISA court judge. Perhaps if we, if we can uncover the FISA warrant, we can find out if there were any lies perpetrated by the Obama administration to this judge. What, what is the judge? This is, this is interesting. What if the judge finds out he was lied to by Team Obama in, in their uh, seeking a warrant? What kind of consequences could be for the Obamaites who sought the warrant to begin with? Just asking. Just asking. A CNN, you might want to read up a little bit on what is really going on instead of your delusions of grandeur trying to go after Donald Trump and Nunez. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up top of the next hour, Senator Ted Cruz joins the Chris Salcedo Show. Let's do the flip around, folks. I know it's a little late, later than usual. We will start out with uh, MSNBS today, as is Fox and some others are in commercial break right now. And by the time we get done with MSNBS, they should be back into programming. Here we go. Right, and says after uh, after three statements, he's basically now taking full responsibility. He says he's gonna. He's saying the event was horrific. He's working on making it right. He's going to fix things. What now? He does this interview with GMA. What's yeah. happening today? Well, not much more. I mean, insofar as this has already been wildly mishandled, and you know, most uh, CEOs look to a couple of prior. Uh, experiences that uh, tainted or at least threatened to taint the reputation of big companies. The Tylenol scale, scare in the early 1980s with Johnson & Johnson, needles and PepsiCo cans in the early 1990s. Both those were handled quite well. This is That's, a, a um, real that's Ron Insana. I've always liked Ron. Uh, one, one of the throwbacks, actual journalists who still remain over at the NBC properties. So yeah, they're talking about the United CEO and this ham-handed debacle of his. You know, it, it was interesting about this guy is that he was brought in uh, to turn things around as CEO and, and, and up until this point had been lauded as doing so. He focused on restoring credibility with his employees and that was going to translate into um, more credibility with the customers and by all and by, before this it was, it was starting to work but 
not now. Let's go over to uh, CNN, see what they're talking about. Right. So it's not maybe, that's not the ninth inning. Nope. Uh, adding to that, Sarah Murray over at the White House has this reporting. A source familiar with the situation says Trump made his banning comments to the New York Post because Trump was irked by suggestions that he is implementing, implementing Bannon's agenda. Trump believes he has spent decades standing for the populist ideals and that he deserves credit for the policies he's put forward. He deserves the credit. Well, yeah, I mean, you've seen SNL. Um, you know, the, the Bannon treatment is, is this idea that, that Steve Bannon is pulling the strings and, and Trump is sort of a, a puppet. I can't blame him for being irked by that. Uh, but we've heard similar things like this from Trump before about Paul Manafort. Well, he wasn't really that involved in my campaign. Well, actually, he ran it for some time. Carter um, Page, at some point, I think they said he didn't even know him. Right, except we all remember when he announced him as, as a new uh, advisor. S.E. Cup, uh, former Blazer there, talking with uh, CNN, talking about this alleged dust-up, this uh, bit of palace intrigue, if you will, going on inside of the Trump administration as to will Bannon stay or will Bannon go. Uh, uh, it seems that Bannon and Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, are at loggerheads. So uh, we'll see where this goes. This kind of stuff, to me, just seems so... The personality-driven stuff, it just, if it's affecting policy, it's one thing. But everything that I see coming out of the White House right now, with the exception of uh, some lessons learned that could have been learned a lot earlier or should have been known about the health care repeal of, of Obamacare debacle. I mean, I kind of like what I'm seeing so far from this White House. In particular, as I was talking with John Cornyn, you know, here we have... One of his first strong, decisive actions, the, the hit against Syria for the use of chemical weapons. And now you've got a carrier group heading over to North Korea. And all of a sudden, here comes President Xi Jinping. Hey, you know what? We want to talk about peace. We want to talk about peace. <laughs> nothing, nothing makes communists want to talk about peace than a carrier group and unknown told nuclear missiles beneath the surface <laughs> in, in uh in submarines, United States submarines. Let's go over to Fox, see what they're talking about. It's on AP. If you have an AP app on your phone, it's there now. We're also linking to it on foxnews.com. Chad, as always, thanks. President Trump meeting with the NATO Secretary General uh, at the White House right now. And to say this get-together is important would be an understatement and a large one. The big focus today, of course, is Russia, including its support of the murderous Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad. Russia and Syria have denied any role in the recent chemical attacks that killed dozens, including women and children. And on this matter, they are telling a bold face, clear, demonstrable lie. Okay, that, that's, that, and I addressed this with, uh, with Senator Cornyn as well. This whole idea that, you know, and I, I, folks, I'm getting calls and I'm getting emails from a lot of black helicopter folks who say that, well, if you read this blog and you read that blog, this is all, uh, you know, tail wagging the dog stuff that uh, Bashar al-Assad it made no sense it made no sense for him to bomb chemi with chemical weapons his own people because he'd already won it's like wait a minute why is it so hard for some some folks out there in our country to say he's a dictator he just quelled with Russian help uh, an insurgency inside of his own country, and he wants to dissuade anybody else who has any idea of rising against him that it would be foolish to do so. So what do you do? You gas him. Fear, intimidation, coercion. I went round and round with a guy yesterday.
on a later version of the Chris Salcedo show, and he was insistent that this was all a fabrication. I'm with Shep Smith on this one. This is, I mean, there are there are several uh, folks out there corroborating that the chemical weapons were used. As a matter of fact, the only folks who are saying that they weren't are Russia and Bashar al-Assad. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why folks are are believing a dictator and Vladimir Putin. Well, one of the same. Two dictators, Vladimir Putin and Bashar al-Assad. Now, about the NATO uh, Secretary General, this uh, Shep was right about this. This is going to be important because NATO has, has traditionally been a hedge against, back then, uh, Soviet expansion, and today could be a hedge against Russian expansion. We all, know, we all know Putin's agenda. We all know his ends. He wants to rebuild Mother Russia. He wants to rebuild great days of Soviet Union. One chunk at a time. And whether they want to or not. Baltic states are very nervous right now. And, you know, there was a... I can't remember where I read this. But some of these countries that, that border Russia, the former Eastern Bloc countries... They are, they, they are flourishing. Some of them are, are models of democracy. Some of them are models of technology. I think, was it Estonia? I remember reading about that. A lot of uh, uh, a healthy economy, lots of, of technological advancement going on. So I'm stopping uh, Comrade Vlad and his, and his aspirations, I think, are, are, are putting them in check, basically saying, hey, man, can't do it. Sorry, NATO says no. <laughs> NATO says no. NATO says, sphincter says what? NATO says no. <laughs> so that's, it, it is important. And because, and another reason why I think this is important is to reaffirm U.S. commitment to NATO because Donald Trump made some missteps on the campaign trail. We all remember them about the importance of NATO. And some of it, a lot of it was funding in origin. And I, I think there's something to that. These NATO countries have got to start putting in a little bit more of a commitment, whether it be troops, whether it be money. And I think the message is well sent. But, you know, just a little bit of goodwill from those countries went a long way. And they're all very happy to see the turnaround here in the United States. Okay, I've got the two the two business channels to go to. Let me just because this actually helps me segue. Let me go to CNBC. I express the view that the current state of U.S.-Russia relations is at a low point. There is a low level of trust between our two countries. The world's two foremost nuclear powers cannot have this kind of relationship. As they sat there, they disagreed about the future of the leader of Syria, Bashar al-Assad. Tillerson repeated that the future of Syria is without Assad. Lavrov said, well, if Assad goes, then who replaces him, scolded the U.S. about Libya and Iraq. The two didn't even agree that a chemical weapons attack from last week, which started this whole crisis, even occurred. Yeah, okay, well, uh, I'm, oh, let's listen to Sergey. hold on. That would support the statement, the allegation that chemical agents were used there at all. The perspective. Yeah, okay, uh, Sergey Lavrov, of course, is a, he's Russian, man, he's not going to tell the truth. Not gonna tell the truth uh, because they have an agenda, and the truth hurts their agenda. So they're not gonna they're not gonna tell it. And we've not received the truth from um, 
from Vladimir Putin for a good many years here in the United States. Uh, you heard Rex Tillerson there basically. You know, I heard, who was this? Uh, I think it was Krauthammer last night on Fox. Uh, this idea that we need to tell the Russians that their friendship with Assad is not in their best interests. <laughs> I kind of agree with, with Krauthammer that, that that's stupid. Don't sit there and say, that, that reminds me of Professor, Professor Resident Obama. No, 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 Loma McClurk, uh, international norms. You're not behaving in international norms, and uh, that's, not, that's, not, that's not good. You're going to marginalize yourself. Putin was getting anything, every, anything and everything he wanted. He, uh, he had Obama just completely made irrelevant. Well, so long story short, just deal with us. Just deal, You know what? The United States finds Bashar al-Assad unacceptable. Now, Sergei Lavrov did have a point, and we made it earlier about who are you going to put in place? Now, if if this country does go for regime change, again, which I'm not suggesting we do, not recommending we do, but if we do do that, then we ought to have ironclad commitments from our allies in the region. I'm talking about Saudi Arabia. I'm talking about Jordan. I'm talking about Egypt, Turkey, if they can get back into get back into the family, as it were, and they should be the ones to occupy. Syria, they should be the ones to find a, an acceptable Western-friendly leader that would, and again, uh, that would pivot away this Alawite regime that's in there right now, away from its alliances with Russia and into, a, into an alliance with the United States. And, uh, but again, we don't do that, no, boots on the ground, we don't do, you know, we might do some air support and some logistics support, but this is, this is their neighborhood. And where, I mean, supporting regime change is great, but you want to support regime change and make sure that the regime you get in is superior to the one you don't have or the, the one you have right now. And we brought up these examples yesterday from when liberals tried their hand at this garbage. It never, and I want to stress the word, never worked out well, did it? Iran with Jimmy Carter. We got the uh, jihadis in charge. Libya with Obama and Clinton. Guess what? We got the jihadis in charge. Egypt for a time when Obama supported the overthrow of Hosni Mubarak. Guess what? We got the radicalized terrorists in there. The last thing we want to do is turn over these countries to radicalized, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. So Mr. Tillerson and Ambassador Haley just have a look at history. Don't listen to John McCain. Don't listen to Lindsey Graham. And make sure those nations on the ground are doing the heavy lifting. Oh, look at the time. Be right back, folks. Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Ellie and I were just talking about the United Airlines thing, and Ellie, you brought up a good question. I, th- I thought it was, you know, you're like, how can, how can this 
ever be good? I mean, how could you not, like, while you're in the act of dragging these people, uh, this person, I should say, off the airline, I mean, why didn't a red flag go off? That's what you were saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then what, what about, what about that woman who was, who was going, oh my God, oh, what do you, what do you, oh my God, don't do, oh, stop. It was screaming in the background. Exactly. Exactly. Was, shouldn't that have thrown up a red flag? I mean, how do you feel about flying? If, if you're going to fly United, would you fly United at this point? Um, probably not. Probably not. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because first off, I don't, I'm not enamored with this whole idea I, I mean i kind of knew it intuitively that that they're a private uh a private company and they can boot me off anytime they want to but it's bad business to do that but my understanding is this whole bump and i don't fly a lot and that's probably the reason why this whole bumping thing happens all the time and people just accept it and but this guy didn't so and have we not figured out as a society yet that every single place we go, there is a camera and a dang, and a darn good camera and microphone on on virtually every smartphone, right? I mean, this is, and then so you're strong arming this guy. He's screaming bloody murder. And I heard a discussion today that the guy shouldn't have resisted. He shouldn't have resisted. Well, okay. Uh. But he needed he needed to get home. What do you do? They would they were not going to fly him out until the next day, and he had commitments. Oh well, that's the that's the perilous journey you're on when you book a flight with United. If you have commitments, don't rely on United. That's exactly the message that's being sent. Right? If you can be booted off any flipping flight because they need to use their flight as a as a taxi service, the, 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 I don't know, cautionary tale is right there for you. Don't, fl- if you have some place that you absolutely positively have to be, don't fly United. And um, look, Southwest, if, take my suggestion. Take the screaming, take the CEO of United and make uh, uh, one of your commercials. Wouldn't you like to get away? <laughs> That would be brilliant. Just make sure I I had the idea. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.